Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin tonight. Uh, college basketball, watching all these games. Another bubble-bursting potential situation here. West Clemson up one on Virginia Tech, closing 30 seconds. 64-63, Clemson, Vatek on the, uh, was it the first four in or first four out? Uh, Vatek, I believe, was the uh, first four out, uh, and oh, they just hit a three. 18 sure seconds did. left to go, 66-64. to By the way, I think that's going to push that game over the total, 129.5 timeout on the floor. Uh, starting to get some finals as well. Uh, we'll have a Saturday championship in the America East, Vermont, and UMBC, Maryland, Baltimore County. They both advance tonight. Also, Iona, we were talking about Iona and Ryder. Mm-hmm. Iona up 70-60. to 60 Iona is that number one seed in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. A very good season for the Gales and a couple good wins. Probably not at lo- enough for an at-large if they get eliminated in this tournament. So they are trying to hang on against Ryder. West Virginia, 73-67 over Kansas State. About 17 seconds left to go in that one. And then OT here at the Thomas and Mac right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Fresno State up one on San Jose State, 63-62. Yeah, and Colgate well on their way to the uh, Patriot League yes, auto sir. bid up 
22 on Navy. I believe Colgate at one point, uh, I'm trying to think of what their winning streak is. This team was well under 500 earlier this season. Isn't it like 13 or 14 games, I believe? Yeah, because this Colgate team, uh, because they they played some people, though, in the non-conference. They played some Power 5, Power 6 conference schools. They were 4-10 and after January 4th, and now they are 22-11. and They have won 18 in their last 19. Woo! Kelly, want to update all the other scores, NBA and beyond, and then we'll do some uh, golf one-and-dones and, and uh, drafts. Yeah, let's do that. Let's start over in the NBA. We've got Celtics up on the Hornets, 101-84. Boston pulling away in that game. Uh, eight minutes remaining. Celtics, 14.5-point live favorites, 221.5 the live total. Pistons with a two-point lead over the Bulls, 99-97. Six minutes remaining. Uh, JVT. Yeah. JVT looking good. Bulls, one and a half point live favorites, 231 and a half the live total. Not liking what I'm seeing in Miami. Suns up 69 to 58. Eight and a half minutes left in the third. Live numbers currently off the board. Um, Over in the NHL, we have a game going on that's not populating. Capitals and Oilers scoreless at the first intermission. Oilers minus 150 live, Capitals plus 110, four and a half, your live total. Vatek, tie game, buzzer beater coming, buzzer beater attempt, yo-yos the dribble, three-point hoisted, no good, we're going overtime. Yeah, Storm Murphy, uh, the former Wofford transfer, by the way, came over with Mike Young, who led Wofford to the NCAA tournament on a couple of occasions, mm-hmm. trying to do the same with Virginia Tech. So we have overtime in the Barclays Center, all tied at 66. West Virginia got to end Kansas State season. Bob Huggins, a former Kansas State head coach, 73-67, about five seconds left to go. One that's not looking good for me is that Big East tournament, 15 minutes left to go. St. John's all over DePaul, 60-38. DePaul, I think, had a 12-2 lead to start the game, and then St. John's figured out they better start playing, and they certainly have. Great moments in St. John's DePaul history, the game that preceded the pandemic. The one that was stopped at halftime. Yeah, you, do, do you remember when they had, a, I don't know what the name of the mascot is because the St. John's is now the Red Storm, but it was some red guy yeah. all by his lonesome there because they said, okay, we're not going to let fans into the garden. And it's a popular meme. You can still find the picture somewhere out there. Just Google it. And that little mascot, empty arena in Madison Square Garden, nobody around him, man. I was like, and my caption for that tweet was, well, the uh, the meeting of the West Reynolds fan club will now come into session <laughs> oh, because no, there was like one it. person there with empty seats all around him in MSG. Wes, I am the president of your fan club. <laughs> I am. All right, let's. I appreciate. No, that. I Thank am. You. I really am. Let's. We're going to talk golf with Ben Raza a bit from uh, the head of the uh, head of PGA betting at Awesomeo.com. Looking right. forward to that next segment. But before that, we got some work to do. First of all, the one and done. Let me just let's be transparent about this. So on the break, because I, I was like, hey, did Matt put in his one and done? Kelly's like, oh, yeah. But let the record show that I put in mine first. And Matt and I matched. And then Kelly adds the final sentence. <laughs> I guess it is, man. <laughs> he adds the final sentence. I have a feeling all three of us might be on the same guy, which is code for we're all on Daniel Berger. <laughs> oh, Daniel Berger, yeah. <laughs> for reasons that don't need to be uttered. All right, we're all on burger. That was fun. Good one and done this Good week. Good one and done this week. So, Boy, uh, no matter what happens, Gil will maintain his uh, large lead over Matt and myself. That's right. Actually, I don't even know how big your lead is over Matt, but I know it's massive, massive over me. Well, it only matters if you're last. 
Yeah, that's, that's right. Because right. you, got, you got to buy the, the dinner. That's right. I've got a big lead for last right now. Oh, here we go. There you go. Look at me. $1.757 million in my bank account. Yeah, yeah. I'm a ha- I got a half mil to make up. Hey, you went with Rory. That got, that got you somewhere. Yeah, yeah. A little mm-hmm. bit. All right. That'll be a first-round leader win. You're the you're nice. the master of ceremonies on the draft. How do you want to do this? Okay. Um, I'll just, well, I don't know. You want me to fire first and go around the bend? You guys ready oh, to go? Oh, you want to go I, first. I'm now, how... now I'm just stalling because I see Wes writing what things down. What a considerate down. person hey, you Gil, are. Gil, why don't you go, and then we'll go this way. Great idea. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go boop, 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 Colin Morikawa, top 10, plus 180. All right. Okay, I'll uh, I'll piggyback right, we're off. Go that of, oh, we're gonna go that way. We're gonna go that way. this way. Yes. Okay. So me or you? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm gonna piggyback, and plus I already bet him anyway for an outright. Daniel Berger plus a dollar seventy-five top twenty. Well, now now I want it to be my turn because that was the bet I was gonna go with first. Um. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> um. Let's go. Sung JM top twenty. Uh. Two to one plus two hundred. Uh, what was your Daniel Berger? What did you do? Plus 175, top 20. Uh, I'm going to go Daniel Berger, top 10, plus 400. Okay, uh, a matchup play here. Uh, Cameron Young, minus $1.20 over Maverick McNeely. Ooh. Nice. Gary Woodland, top 40, plus 110. Too soon. I'm going to go with Brooks Kepka. I'm going for the hammer. Top five, nine to one. Oof. Hammer. My uh, top 20 here will be Alex Noren at seven to two plus 350. Kelly's totally coming up with a nationality prop right here. Oh, I've, oh, got, I've got a couple. That's my back end here. Yeah. yeah, that's usually where I go. I was, I'm looking for a Daniel Berger matchup, but no, it does not fit in our. Uh... Nope. All right. Well, I will go Luke List top 40 plus 180. What's our max? Minus 120? Minus 120. Will Zalatoris minus 120 over Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, I'll go with the nationality one here. Uh, Shane Lowry, the low Great Britain and Ireland, plus 550. Oh, wait, hold on. I might have lied. I might have done a round one matchup. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right, we'll backtrack. Oh, uh, no, it's not the same. Never mind. I, I blew that. Sorry. Sorry. So I don't even have a... Uh... Yeah, you're right. These are sparse, aren't they, Kelly? The matchups. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, I was looking for a burger. All right, so I will shift that. To Rom over Thomas minus one twenty. Sorry about that. Yeah, please. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. Shane Lowry, low Great Britain and Ireland plus five fifty. <laughs> I love, it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I've never even seen this market posted before. This new nationality market. I, I'm going to play Alex Noren top Scandinavian. Wow, at plus two fifty. Uh, all right, watch this, Wes. Name the countries in Scandinavia, Kelly. Finland, Norway, Sweden. I'm already Denmark. Impressed. Well, you stop. Just, just stop while you're ahead. Well done. The uh, the low Scandinavian. Denmark not there. Yes, the low Scandinavian market. Denmark's by the way, there. I think I nailed all four of them. I, I I got all of them. There are three Swedes and then one Norwegian. That being Victor Hovland. That is the extent of the Scandinavian market. You nailed them all. What's up? What's up now? <laughs> you got to remember, I, I, I wow. lived I lived in Europe for three years. Oh, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to use the words of Europe and not Russia right now. <laughs> no, it's like oh, this best. is history, right? I see a globe right over there. So it's you. Like, very Spicoli of him. How many How many more do we have here? I think I have one more. I think one full round. One full round. 
Uh, Downstairs is not chiming in, which means they haven't been paying attention. Been I have no idea. <laughs> they're, they're Downstairs is uh, gone one, to the one dining One big left, room. Isaiah says. One, one round left. Okay. Uh, top... Top 40, Gary Woodland. Did you do that, Gary Woodland? Yeah, I did that one already. Oh, man. Which I, oh, man, I forget. What was the rule, Isaiah, you made if uh, we doubled up? Well, I didn't double up. Oh, so, so, oh, yeah, yeah. You did ask. You're right. I asked. For goodness sake. Matt usually jumps all over it. He's like, he's like I want that one top 40. Yeah, Matt it's already com- been Matt there. completely doesn't pay attention to what <laughs> we're doing. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take, uh, take Jason Day top 40 plus 120. Jason Dye. Okay, for a uh, a top twenty here, let me go with uh, let me go with Zach Johnson seven to one top Ooh, twenty. Look at you! All right, and I will go uh, Matt Fitzpatrick <sighs> top Englishman plus two seventy five. Once again, spanning the globe for his props. Well done. I think we're done. Yeah, is that our draft? Yeah, we did it. We did okay. it. Okay. Um, and again, the, the draft is just bragging rights, right? That's all it is. Loser, loser buys the crew pizza. Oh, that's true. Yeah, which I don't think we've done this like entire season, so we should. Yeah, we should do that. I feel like I haven't been part of a draft in weeks. Well, now. like it's been yeah. like Wes has been a part of more of these drafts than, yeah. than you know you, me, and Matt, Matt have the past month. <laughs> Slackers. <laughs> by the, by the way, really quickly, we do have our upset of the night so far, and it goes in the MAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference <laughs> Tournament. As the a, number one seed, the Iona Gales, Rick Pitino's Iona Gales, are out of the MAC tournament. They likely are heading to the NIT. Ryder with the upset win tonight by one. Ryder was getting 11 and a half. Iona was kind of treading dangerously that whole night. Ryder gets the win 71 to 70. All right. For those wondering what, what just happened to uh, Wes right there, if he had a medical event, no, he was just yeah. differentiating the Metro Atlantic. Because when I say MAC, they're thinking, you know, right. Ball State, and Toledo, and yeah. Akron, and all that stuff. Yeah. No, I understood. I understood perfectly. We'll come back. Ben Raza from awesomeo.com. Talk a little PJ betting with him, and we'll see how this Virginia Tech Clemson game wraps up. Vatech up one, late stages of overtime coming back next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? Make five hour energy shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick me up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue, raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Skill Alexander, Wes Reynolds, and for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin is here. Uh, it looks like 8.1 seconds left in overtime. Virginia Tech at the line to try to tie this up with Clemson down two. 16-0 run, by the way, for Navy. We thought this oh. was long over Whoa. in the Patriot League. Now 58 to 52, 622 left to go. The midshipmen not going away. Whoa, 16-0 run. You're not kidding. 622 left down six. It ain't over. Party's not over. Let's talk some more golf. Let's bring him in from awesomeo.com. You can you can uh, follow him on Twitter at jazzrazdfs. Like that. It's Ben Raza, head of PGA betting over there at awesomeo.com. How you doing? I'm doing good. Happy to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate it. Listen, uh, we just uh, we do a little something here, a little one and done on the show. 
the uh, golf equivalent of Survivor. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And uh, all three of the participants landed on the same golfer. We all had uh, we all we all landed on Daniel Berger. Is does he make up some of your bets this week? So obviously he. You could say he melted maybe a couple of weeks ago at PGA National, but that's okay. He was really in form. He had his chances. Just a rough Sunday, but the, all the strokes gain data looks fantastic. He's a Florida guy. The Bermuda splits are good. I can get on board with Berger this week. I think he could be in line uh, if he can get the right weather draw, and it looks like he's in that PM AM, which I prefer. I think he's in a pretty good spot. Ben, we often talk about the fact that the Masters, which is less than 30 days away, is the most predictive event in terms of handicapping. The same guys that play well every year pretty much do it in consecutive years. Not so much this week at the Players' Championship. You get form all over the place. You get a guy win an event one year and then misses the cut by five or six shots the next year. So when you were making your start this week in terms of putting your card together, Together, where did you start? Did you start purely with like recent form or do you start with like your stat analysis? Yeah, I think for me, you just have to be willing to overlook some of those things because it's such high variance golf. Because on like take 17, for example, if you're a little off, you're in the drink, you're not in the rough. So you're just going to get some weird outlier events. When I look for me, what I really want is guys who are, who are good ball strikers. Obviously, if you can work in and out of trouble, that's great. But I'm willing to say, okay, if this guy fits the course, even if he doesn't have great course history, I think it'll come in time. I'm not going to be deterred off some of my guys just because they haven't had success at Sawgrass in the past. So it doesn't lessen your your whole sort of betting outlay in this tournament. You're still full throttle. I am. I think specifically here, you have to kind of look like that because as you guys mentioned, you're spot on, you know, you're at Augusta. If you play well there, you generally play well there, but here you're going to have a mixed bag of results. So I think sometimes the books undervalue some of the guys that haven't had success in the past, but they may in the future. So uh, Ben, you did mention ball strikers and I went that way as well. I think you could pretty much go like approach almost every single week on the PGA tour. Certainly this week, no exception. Where did you start this week? Yeah. So, I mean, at the top, you know, there's obviously elite players. Morikawa is an interesting bet to me. Um, I have looked at him. If it's a pure, you know, if they're playing lift clean in place and he can dial up those irons, I'm interested to see what he can do there. You guys already mentioned Berger, the guy that I was really excited about. Now I'm a little nervous because I've heard some whispers that his neck may have an issue. I really like Hideki. Uh, His long irons are great. He shot two under on Sunday in those brutal conditions at API. He's coming in at a really good number. If he's healthy, I think that Hideki could sneakily get in the mix. And two years ago here when the tournament got canceled, Mm -hmm. he was dominating in that one round. Is Brooks Kepka's numbers, specifically I'm talking about the outright, 30 to 1 or north longer, if you will, than 30 to 1, is that the proverbial the number is too good to pass up kind of wager? I think I'm the perfect person to answer that because I, I never bet Brooks. And sadly, uh, all the trophies that he has, I never got paid off. And, and he is on my card this week. I couldn't yeah. pass it up. Third at waste management. Then he missed the cut of Genesis, but he rebounded at Honda. He looked good. There's a lot of variance in his game, but he prefers Bermuda. We know he can take down strong fields, no doubt about it. 
I had to do it. It was around 40 to one at one point. It was, it was too good to pass up. Yeah. And, and he's also on my card, by the way, uh, who, uh, yeah. who uh, Ben just mentioned about Matsuyama and Brooks Kepka. Both those guys actually share the course record here at TPC Sawgrass with the 63. So uh, Ben, let me ask you about the favorite. And look, I usually don't like to bet favorites in terms of a golf tournament, but it was tough to turn away John Rom uh, this week. I know he didn't putt very well at Bay Hill last week, but the ball striking was probably the best that it has been since the Northern Trust, especially on approach. So what do you make of John Rahm? Is it just because this is such a wide open tournament, you couldn't get aboard with him? Yeah, I mean, he's he's the favorite for a reason. He's the best player in the world. Absolutely surgical. Again, north of 10 strokes, tee to green last week at API. He's riding a, a pretty cold putter, but when that flips and it's going to flip eventually, he's going to win tournaments uh, quickly. I, I wanted to get there, and he did drift a little I just couldn't get him on my card. I was hoping that he would fall into maybe like the 15 to one range. And for me, it never got there. So I'm going to be living dangerously without him this week. One non-betting question for you, Ben, it has to do with Bryson DeChambeau. What did you read into his withdrawal from this tournament? Um, is it, is it somewhere in the, in the Saudi Arabian uh, <laughs> sphere? Is it somewhere in the, he bulked up too quickly or is it nothing nefarious? I don't know what it is. It does seem a little suspicious that maybe he's pseudo suspended or whatnot. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know he's, he's got the injuries. Then he alluded to stay tuned for something big. He would have been an interesting evaluation. There's no doubt about it, but I, I, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. I kind of feel like there is more to this story though. Ben, uh, we have seen uh, some bombs really hit here and, and really not one particular type of player. You've had big drivers like Jason Day, like Rory McIlroy, and you've had short hitters like Fred Funk and Tim Clark win here. In terms of, you know, going a little bit down the board, uh, and we've seen Siwoo at a big price. Martin Keimer was a big price when he hit here. Did you find anybody kind of close to that triple digits that you think, okay, they're getting ignored this week, and this is really good value? So... Yeah, I think like anyone, when you're, when you're approaching triple digits, it's a little thin, but I will say Alex Noren to me is a guy that I always thought would translate more in America than he has. He's a prolific winner in Europe and he's had his chances, but he's starting to find it again. He was fifth at Honda. The ball striking was great. Gained two and a half with the putter. He loves brutal conditions. If it's windy, if it's raining, if it's suspensions, I think this all helps him. So if there's a, say like six under winner, eight under winner, Noren's around 100 to 1 out there. I know it would be off the wall. I don't think it's crazy that he could get in the mix. Any head-to-heads for the tournament? So I think for me with head-to-heads, I'm looking, and again, living dangerously, I'm looking to short DJ in the head-to-head market. I still think his ceiling may be there, but obviously the form is just not good right now. I, I think for me, the steadiest guys, I feel comfortable with JT if I can get matchups with him against some of the other elites. I just love his all around game. He's the defending champ. Uh, I think his median projection is very strong this week. So for me, I'm going to look to short him. And then I'm sticking with my formula. If I get matchups against Patrick Reed, I'm going to short Patrick Reed until he fixes his driver. He's just non-competitive off the tee right now. And I think you could take advantage of that in the, in the betting markets head to head. Yeah. Now, uh, Ben, like if you were just kind of going to give like a foursome here in terms of an outright, whether it's all chalk, whether it's all long shots or whatever, what would be your top four here at the players championship this week? So I think I'm going to, I'm definitely going to throw decky on there. Uh, I, I feel very comfortable with him, even with the potential injury. If I had to give a favorite, I, I know I just mentioned how it's all wild variants. I think Justin Thomas is set up to really get in the mix again, though. Um, no doubt about it. So I, I like him up top. 
If I was going to give two more kind of down the card, I'm with you guys. I think you're spot on with Brooks's number being too good to be true. And then I'm just going to give a quick shout out. Uh, one guy I didn't mention to Ty Hatton. He has had absolutely no success here at all, but he loves these conditions. He loves Florida. He's a winner of these other events there. I'm going to say that his course history long-term will be much better than we've seen sitting around 50 to one tie hat in a sneaky play this week. Yeah. Because I had him last week. He's virtually. <laughs> I thought he was going to win. Yeah. I really Premature tipulation Gil, is what we call that. <laughs> I believe that's what it is. Just curious. Cause we only have like 30 seconds left here, Ben. Um, how much in tournament betting do you find yourself doing these days? In other words, the pre-flop here before the tournament starts, but come, I don't know, after the first round, after the second round, even before the final round, do you do much of that? I, I do, and I think it, we've just seen these guys can go so low, and in conditions like this, particularly Saturday, if you go out early and you post a number, by the time you tee off Sunday, you may find yourself in one of the last groups, as crazy as it sounds, so don't be afraid to, to target a guy who maybe made the cut only by a couple strokes and go to him. Ben Raza from uh, awesomeo.com. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Ben? Yes, sir. Awesomeo.com. Jazz Raz DFS. That's two Zs on the Jazz, one Z on the Raz DFS, where you can follow him on Twitter. Thanks so much, Ben. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Anytime. Enjoy the tournament. Ben Raza, everybody. Um, between golf and tennis, man, it's, you know, I was saying on the tennis podcast today, I'm like, as great as college basketball, you you can just dive into these into these the golf tournament starting tomorrow, mm-hmm. the tennis tournament which started today. It is just a heavenly weekend. The guy who uh, parks my car at my uh, at my place, yeah, somebody has to park my car. It's, it's mandatory. You know what he says to me? He goes, "Gil, it's a vasectomy <laughs> week." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "That's when people when guys you know tell their girl they're getting a vasectomy because they just want to sit home and watch all these all these sports." I'm like, "That is an outstanding." <laughs> oh, that's time. like backed up with stats. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I can produce them next, but I won't. It's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Oh, making me hungry. It's Gil West and Kelly. Uh, Darius Maddox, three pointer at the buzzer. Virginia Tech survives, mm-hmm. beats Clemson, buzzer of overtime, and so on the bubble they remain. Yeah, and uh, Virginia Tech, by the way, I think they may need two. Now, they get Notre Dame tomorrow, and Notre mm-hmm. Dame probably in the NCAA tournament field, you would think. I think the number on the ACC people have been predicting is about five. Duke is in, Notre Dame is in, North Carolina is in. We'll see about some of these other teams. Miami, of course, Wake Forest, they they took a blow today. Boy, yeah. they're going to have a sweaty next few days because they would probably be like either the last team in or one of the first teams out right now but Wake Forest uh, really when you look at that non-conference strength of schedule that's what really is going to hurt this team but right now I think uh, uh, Mr. Lenardi I believe still has them in but this is going to be a sweaty day down in Winston-Salem over the next few days and just when you uh, said hey Navy's back in this 16 to nothing run yeah I mushed them because now uh, Colgate has absolutely put them away in a big manner 50 to 74 uh, what was this number on the close I believe uh, Colgate was like seven and a half yeah. So uh, only thing in play is the total 129 and a half, I believe, is where it closed at DraftKings. Do you agree with I said this the other day, Wes? I said pre-flop college basketball betting specifically mm-hmm. is the sport where you 
end up winning more games, winning more bets that you have no business winning, and losing more bets yeah, that you have ab- no business Absolutely, losing. and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I kind of do a little bit more derivative betting, where I'm going to go first halves a little bit, especially like, like when I'm on underdogs. I'll take a little half and half, first half and full game. Look like that Clemson game didn't work out for the first half. It lost the first half, but it did win the full game. So sometimes you'll get splits like that, and then sometimes you'll get it either dead right or dead wrong. But that's what I think you're going to want to do, especially if you're a little bit more of an experienced better. Use all the tools in your arsenal because one of the things you got to realize are these numbers are as tight as they have been all season because you have had all these bookmakers that got their face deep in football for about six months, and then they catch up in that week off of the Super Bowl a little mm-hmm. bit or when you know there's lesser teams in the NFL playoffs and they can kind of catch up. Then they're right back in the Super Bowl of props and sides and everything. So, you know, you got to keep in mind everything is taxed into the number in terms of this stuff with uh, with uh, Joe Lenardi and all these bracketologists when they say first four out, last four in, this team's got to win. You're already paying the tax in the number, by the way, and I do want to make that clear. You're paying the tax if you want to lay Virginia Tech. Look, Virginia Tech had to win this game. They did win, but they didn't end up covering Wake Forest earlier, Xavier earlier. All these teams that are like, first last four in first four out you're going to be paying taxes on those teams because by the way you get the information as betters but the guys behind the counter they can crank up uh joe lenardi's bracketology on the uh, on the old uh, computer the twitter <laughs> machine as, well. as matt brown would say so they know that so they're going to make you pay that tax in that number so keep that in mind before you place those bets i'm going to ask you a question that i ask of uh, all the college basketball experts that have come in here whether a studio host whether a guest which is and let's throw Colgate now. The Colgate Raiders has an auto bid out of the Patriot League. They're headed to the big dance. So we now have a grand total of do, 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 12 automatic bids. Well, Gonzaga was one of them. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on 11. And I'm curious, of these 11, who you think has the most potential come big dance next week to be a giant killer, to author, if not one upset, maybe two? So you are, we're throwing Gonzaga clearly we're out of throwing the Throwing Gonzaga out. So okay. your choices again, Murray State out of the Ohio Valley, Longwood out of the Big South, Loyola, Chicago, Missouri Valley, Chattanooga from the Southern, Georgia State from the Sun Belt, Jacksonville State from the Atlantic Sun, and we all know the shenanigans they got them there, Delaware from the Colonial, Wright State from the Horizon, Bryant from the Northeast, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits from the Summit, and tonight's Colgate Raiders from the Patriot League. You know, there are a lot of actually very good options in there, and there's a couple proven options. We've seen Loyola Chicago got to the Final Four a few years ago. Uh, you, you see a lot of these teams, Murray State. Murray State's ranked in the top 25, so Murray State might be like a 7 or an 8 seed, so they're not going to be a double-digit number, but I'll give you somebody I think that's going to be a double-digit number. Might be a 12, maybe is going to be an 11. This is a team, by the way, that's 30-4. and four. They had to survive a little bit last night, got a little bit of a scare the South Dakota State Jackrabbits who are you know relatively proven commodity I think in their own right but this is a team by the way that is number one in the country in effective field goal percentage. Now, granted, you got to take that into concept that they're playing in the sum, in the Summit League, so you're not playing the strictest of competition every night. Number one in three-point shooting, 44.2%. And that's what, when you're one of these plucky underdogs, that is what you have to do. You have got to make threes in this tournament, and, and your, your guards have got to play very well. They have won, uh, I believe, senior guards. So this is a pretty young team, but I think that this team is very dangerous. 
dangerous. This team, 30-4, and four, I believe they're on a 21-game winning streak. So mm-hmm. one thing I do worry about is they're, if they're in that 12-5, Gil, whenever we're finishing up our brackets and yeah. filling them out, Everybody, you don't want to be on the 12 over five that everybody is on. And it worries me that maybe South Dakota State is going to be that team. A very, so in other words, a very commonly played upset in brackets. That yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, with all of these things, you're obviously, these are going to be draw dependent. And that's what you, I think, want to look at. Yeah. You want to see, okay, if this is a slow team, are they playing other slow teams or are they playing like fast teams? Because that's the old adage. It's easier to slow down a fast team than speed up a slow team. You know, that's going to be a snail that's going to, you know, work the shot clock, the, you know, long possession length. If you look at the average possession length on the Ken bomb or the Bartorvik or wherever you look at it for. So, uh, you know, that's what you've got to keep in mind. I think with these matchups, because a lot of these teams, like when they ask us who our final four is, I'm like, I have no idea. It's so draw <laughs> dependent. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday of next week. Also something for Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And this, this should go without saying, but I guess why not say it out loud? We were, again, this based on something we talked about in the uh, tennis podcast today, because we're talking about both on the men's and the ladies' side at Indian Wells, how half the draws are really stacked, and the other half is the really easy half on both the men's and the women's draws. Keep that in mind for March Madness, too. If you haven't made any futures bets yet, Mm-hmm. And you're waiting for the draw. Make sure you know how you know those those studio shows. Are like, oh, what's the toughest? What's the toughest region? Well, look at what the toughest region is, but look at also what the toughest half is, and and, and mm-hmm. incorporate that thinking into your bet. Because if you're if you're playing a team that's in a stacked region, let alone a stacked half, your work is way more cut out for you than someone who gets a really favorable draw. And one thing to keep in mind, I know it, it it's pretty obvious here, but I think oftentimes we ignore the obvious as betters. There are going to be fans here this year. It's not in the bubble in Indianapolis like it was last year. So I'm sure you've been to an NCAA tournament site before. I know mm-hmm. I have been to many over the years, first and second round, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, National Championship, what have you. What you see are that the crowds can make a difference in these games, too, because what are they going to always do? They're always going to cheer for the underdog. I was there. I remember, I think it was 1996. It was the year after UCLA won the national title with Jim Herrick. UCLA the following year in the Hoosier Dome was a four seed. They were the last game of the night, and they were playing Pete Carrill and the Princeton Tigers, mm-hmm. number 13, one of the slowest-paced teams you will see. Backdoor. You knew how the Princeton offense worked. Backdoor cut, backdoor yep. cut, backdoor cut, and UCLA got frustrated. UCLA was getting so frustrated that Reggie Miller, the god of the Indiana Pacers, who got a big round of applause when they showed him on the jumbotron turned that backwards cap around to the front and went U C L A. I mean, you would have thought it was a bunch of Knicks fans in the Hoosier dome booing Reggie Miller, because that's how vested they were in the underdog. So, and then Princeton of course did get the upset. So that is going to make a difference. I think in some of these like first and second round games, especially Pete Carrill and Princeton almost with the upset of Georgetown at the height of Georgetown's power. Almost was the 16 over one. The first Uh, one that we ever had sure was Um, just an unbelievable NCAA memory. Iona down to, did they win in the end, Iona? They did not. Ryder, oh. Ryder knocks Iona out. So Iona was the number one seed, 25-6. Wow. By the way, a win over Alabama in one of those uh, Thanksgiving holiday tournaments. So Ryder, 14-18, and 18, they're going to the MAC semifinals, the Metro oh, Atlantic Athletic Conference. Oh, my so goodness. Iona looks like they will be going to the NIT. Whew. 
you think they that's going to be an interesting market to bet too. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have NIT, you're going to yeah. have the CBI, like the real hardcores and the real geeks like me late Sunday night are going to be like, okay, who's in the CBI field? <laughs> Who turned down a bid? Because that's, that's right. one of those tournaments where I think you have to have some kind of guarantee in terms of ticket sales or in terms of money. So you're like, okay, who's going to play in this tournament? I think the NIT, they announced it at like 9 Eastern yeah. after the bracketology shows. And of course, the NCAA tournament has been announced. So those give you opportunities. And one thing about those games, those games get bet a little bit less because obviously everybody wants to bet the madness. Everybody wants to bet the NCAA tournament. So when you see some line moves, I think on a lot of those CBI and NIT games, more often than not, not every single time, but more often than not, those are probably sharp moves. Probably sharp moves. Looking forward to betting those as well. When we come back uh, earlier on the show, we talked about our own Sean King tweeting out uh, his thoughts that, hey, if things go well for Deshaun Watson uh, in legal proceedings on Friday, that uh, his signing to the Pittsburgh Steelers will be imminent shortly after that. That's my word, imminent. But he said that you can expect. Well, someone else in Pittsburgh had something else to say about that. I'll tell you what that's about next. Beeson's Primetime Action. Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray, they'll, they'll analyze rather every game discussed with the bookmakers. And make the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It is free on VEASAN.com. A uh, whole bunch of tweets. Steve at Steve 543-00869. Patino is spelled with N-I-T. And he says, by the way, there's zero atmosphere at Indian Wells. Bummer. Uh, Michael, yeah, that's, for the, that's for a numbers game. That's for the tennis. They tweet you, Gil. They never tweet me. Whenever I, I often find it funny when I'm on a numbers game with you. Yeah. And like Crackman, Bill Krakenberger, or somebody is on. They're telling you, Crack and Gil, you are so great. And I'm like tagged in the tweet. I'm like, <laughs> okay. No. Hi. You were no. okay too. Hi. Ryan. But, but yeah, you're fine too. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Hyatt has a question for all of us. Okay. And I would go to you on this, Wes. Give us one coach you have a hard time betting against in the NCAA tournament and one coach you don't trust, regardless of how good their teams are. Well, uh, you know, a lot of the premium coaches, of course, it gets priced in the number because everybody's going to want to bet the Tom Izzo's of the world and Coach Gay and all that. But in terms of an elite coach, a guy I have trouble with because I think that he's gotten the way basketball is going long before a lot of coaches. He was doing this back in the early 2000s, and he's won a couple national championships because of it. Jay Wright. I find it very difficult to bet against Jay Wright and Villanova because and he, he fouls up three West and he does. He is yes. a very smart coach and he often has very good guards and he has senior guards, senior guards, Gil win in the NCAA tournament. I know I'm not breaking any news to uh, some of the sharper betters out there, but those are the guards that win and guards that make their free throws too. And Villanova number one in the country in free throw shooting 82.5%. So he's one of those guys I do like to bet. And then a guy who I think is a 
really good coach, but man, he has had some flameouts in the NCAA tournament as Rick Barnes, who is yeah. now at Tennessee. Rick Barnes, of course, was mm-hmm. at Providence, was at Clemson, was at Texas, now at Tennessee. And I think Rick is a really good coach, and I think his team's really defending. This Tennessee team's one of the best defensive teams in the country when you look at those efficiency numbers. But he did, they just always disappoint. Yeah. You know, you never really see him get over the hump and get to a Final Four or something like that. Thanks to uh, our, one of our listeners who uh, oh, knows oh, yeah. our one-and-done history better than we do. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, you know it better than we do, apparently. Yeah. So apparently I've picked Daniel Berger before. You have. At the Phoenix so Olympics. I'm going with Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Well, well, wait, well, let me make sure you haven't used him before. I have not. I have not you used, have not. Have have not. used uh, the elite tier of golfers yet. So JT is my pick for the one-and-done. Uh, so we teased this before the break. And again, just a little show history from tonight. Our own Sean King at VEASAN had tweeted out earlier that uh, he said, depending on how uh, Deshaun's, Deshaun Watson's legal proceedings go on Friday, that if all is clear that uh, the Steelers, uh, it will only be a matter of time before the Steelers grab Deshaun Watson and sign him. He said, hearing if things go well Friday, Deshaun Watson to the Steelers is happening soon after. That was our own Sean King. Well... Uh, this gentleman uh, is at the Pittsburgh, what is it, the Pittsburgh News Gazette? Is that Post-Gazette. It? Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, pardon me. Gary Dulot, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Gary Dulot. Steelers, now in capitals, are not interested in signing Deshaun Watson, despite what you might be hearing or reading per team sources. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not sure really who to believe. We're going to find out soon, probably sooner rather than later. But mm-hmm. look. Pittsburgh, you got to think, okay, they, they, they have had a, a quarterback that has gotten in some off-the-field trouble and some legal, uh, legal pickle, shall we say, before the one that just retired from that very organization. So do they want to go this, this route? However, when you look at the ownership of the Roonies, they are, they are, you know, I think very, I would say, open-minded Maybe, you know, progressive thinkers, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, they hired uh, 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 Brian Flores mm-hmm. on the staff. Or maybe that was Mike Tomlin's call and the Roonies kind of gave it the A-OK. So they are somebody that is willing to get they are willing to give people second chances. Now, will they do that here? Time is going to tell. By the way, another thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers, have they even hired a general manager? Because their general manager, I believe, just retired in January. So I think they were looking for a new one. I may be out of the loop here, but I don't even think they've officially hired a general manager yet. I don't believe they have. Don't believe that. Don't hold me to it, but I do not believe that they have. Yeah, helping conduct interviews for his successor. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, Ke- Kevin Colbert was, the, was yes. the GM. He is helping conduct interviews for his successor. I don't, yeah, I don't see an update on that. And, and this is also an organization, by the way. I know we always talk about it, but it bears mentioning. How many head coaches have the Pittsburgh Steelers had? I believe it's three. It is three. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. This is an organization more than about any other in professional sports that really values continuity and, you know, keeping things the same and not making change for change's sake. Now, obviously, you need a quarterback here, but is this the one that they are, are going to want? Clearly, the quarterback that is going to be starting for them here in 2022 is not currently on the roster. We'll no. see if it will be Deshaun Watson in due time. We shall see. Kelly, uh... 111 to 90, Phoenix beats the Heat. Tonight. Yep, big old loser video for me, Jeremy. Whenever you're ready, the Phoenix Suns. I was picking apart this yeah, box score. You can add them for me too. I'm with like, a what, I'm like, what happened here? 
And I'm, I'm, this is what happened. The Phoenix Suns out-rebounded the Miami Heat 55-38. to 38. I love, That'll I, get I do love, uh, even though I don't like it, the fact that I've lost a couple already back in at card tonight. I do love that Price is Right loser horn. Oh, yeah. That is one of the great things in game show history. <laughs> Heat outscored 54 to 35 in the second half. Wes, should we remind folks of your late college Yeah, what you got going plays? on late? Uh, sure thing. Uh, one one that's at halftime right now, I do have UTEP on the money line. They're up 34-21 on Old Dominion. Let's go. Prairie View A&M, 19-13. I took them. I know Kai McKeon, who was on with us earlier, also like Prairie View. Mm-hmm. They're playing Alcorn State. Louisville, Virginia just started. I took Louisville in the first half, plus three and a half. Currently no score, by the way, a really low total, 122. And I would have played the under on that. I think that this is going to be probably a game in the 50s with Louisville and Virginia did take a shot with the O for Georgetown Hoyas getting 10 against Seton Hall. That is the second game, by the way, St. John's did polish off to Paul. The loser video was not just for Kelly Bidlin. It was partially for me because I did play DePaul. St. John's uh, goes ahead and advance. So you got Georgetown and Seton Hall, the six and 24 Georgetown Hoyas. Gil, I know you're a DC guy. We grew up watching Georgetown, man, how powerful they were, not only in college basketball and the sport, but in terms of the culture and, and whatnot. I mean, we all wanted that Georgetown starter jacket that Chuck D wore in the video, man, with the, <laughs> the Letterman's jacket with the big Georgetown across. Agree that, with the blue letters. That, that blue satin. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, uh, so I have that. I have Utah plus three late. And uh, those are my late slate plays uh, for college basketball tonight. Sounds like they bring Patrick Ewing back. They are. They are. And and I I am a little bit surprised because, of course, we know Big John Mm -hmm. has passed away. JT3, his son, was the coach there for many years. Patrick Ewing, obviously, a bridge to that legacy. Craig Escherich was an assistant, Mm -hmm. too. So you wonder with Georgetown, they obviously want to keep it in the family, you know, kind of like North Carolina does. But is there a time? Yeah. Is there a time? Because I think that was like what IU did. Maybe IU, you know, tried to have it both ways. Of course, remember that they fired Bob Knight. And then they didn't want anything to do with anybody from the Knight era. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, they have Mike Woodson back who played for Coach Knight. So it's like sometimes you want to keep it within the family, but certain programs have the continuity to do that. You know, the North Carolinas of the world have the continuity to do that. The Dukes of the world now have that. Some programs, it's just like, these kids, man, they don't remember. They don't remember Patrick Ewing. They no. don't remember David Wingate and Sleepy Floyd and Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Matumbo. Yeah. It's like a totally different world to these kids. That's just like Indiana, where I went to school. These youngsters, they don't remember Steve Alford and Calvert Chaney and Quinn Buckner and Scott May and Bob Knight. They could care less. Yeah, and it's a good point about Georgetown, too, as if, if you're comparing it to the Dukes and the Carolinas of the world. Georgetown was more of a skyrocket mm-hmm. that uh, lasted for, you know, the yeah. better part of two decades. Yeah, started kind of in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, remember watching those old Big East games. We remember Syracuse when uh, Georgetown beat Syracuse and John Thompson. Manly Fieldhouse is officially closed. <laughs> One of the greatest smack talks in a press conference do you remember their, Do you remember their great guards in the late 70s? Bebe Duran and Craig Shelton. Oh, yeah. That was before uh, the, oh, yeah. the Ewing, Willie, uh, Wingate and Williams, uh, Georgetown behemoth. That, of course, then led to Matumbo and uh, mm-hmm. Mourning, then to Iverson. And that's kind of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they had a hell of a run. They had a couple good teams in the 2000s with JT3 oh, yeah. when Roy Hibbert was the center. But now, all of a sudden, uh, this Georgetown program that was, like, so great during our era, 
just another program now. Just another program. Just another program. We've done all we can do. Good luck with all your bets the rest of the night. Uh, Nightcap will take it from here. I'm sure Sean King will have something to say about what Sean King had something to say about earlier. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to happen. Tim Murray as well. The Nightcap from Circus next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 